0: Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have Payal Berry on. She is a mindset coach and speaker working with highly driven, highly empathetic women entrepreneurs who are ready to ditch imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and negative thinking. She uses her 10 plus years experience as a former clinical therapist and a global leadership consultant to create spaces for women to be fully seen and empowered. She's currently finishing her PhD in organizational psychology in which, through her research, she's developed her framework compassion for self empathy for others and accountability for both she's worked with companies such as mcdonald's u.s foods and is an executive coach for leaders at sony music entertainment and betterment so she is clearly an exciting guest to have for me being a video coach so let's dive into the episode I am so excited to have you on the show today. You are someone that's going to really help my audience in particular, because for those of you who are brand new listeners, I am a an organic marketing coach specifically for people who sell high ticket and premium offers. But one of the biggest things about building trust online for those particular offers to market them effectively and with ease is building a connection through video, not specifically teach video. And I feel like one of the things that really holds people back from getting comfortable in video is just being confident and showing up, articulating their value, but also just being authentic and being themselves. So I'm excited to have you on because you're an expert in just confidence and all of these things. So why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Thanks, Leticia. I'm so excited. So my name is Pyle Berry, and I'm a leadership mindset coach for women who really struggle with imposter syndrome, negative thinking, and self-doubt to help them lead with unapologetic confidence. And my experience has been really over 10 years of clinical therapy and a mix of global leadership that led me to this place where I felt really strongly about wanting to support women and women of color to really be able to own their narrative and to stop taking the narrative that has been given to them that's so deeply ingrained and is something where it can be really hard if you're not consciously thinking about it, to detach yourself from it and stop defining yourself through the lens of others and start looking at yourself through the lens of yourself.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I literally just did an episode of my podcast last week, or this week, excuse me, and talked on IGTV about, I just happened to be talking about how a lot of these coaches are teaching like free beta launches and all this stuff to people, especially people of color, and I'm like, we are typically already undervalued. I had a lot of women from Asian countries and of course, black women, they're like, yeah, we get, so if you're in an Asian country, they're like, oh, you should get like a dollar for VA work an hour. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I talked all about how culturally, depending on how you look and the color of your skin, people are automatically like defining what you are worth and what you deserve to be paid and how valuable and if they can trust you. And it's very frustrating. So hearing you even just saying that it's also what I hear, you know, I work with a lot of black women specifically, and it's like, okay, I want to show up on video, but I feel like I have to change how I speak. And I'm like, so now we're code switching to be accepted. It's very sad to, you know, that, yeah. where do you think that that comes from? So I know it's society, I know that society is doing that, but beyond that, cause a lot of us, a lot of our cultural women, we are strong at home, you know, Absolutely. women of color, we come from very strong matriarchal uh, backgrounds. So what do you think it really is that's making them afraid? Do you think it's from corporate? Because in corporate, they're having to be very careful about how they appear. And so that doesn't translate well into you know the online space.
1: I think it's a, it's multiple things, right? Like humans are very complex. And so when we look at that and we look at like everything that you have, you see yourself as, it actually starts from a very young age. Even if you come from a matriarchal community or, you know, like South Asians, it's very patriarchal. So when you come from these uh, cultures that are very collectivism and they're very family strong unit, what happens is that there is still an emphasis on the we and not the I, right? So even if you live in the US and You know, the US, I would say, is more similar to like Western Europe, where it's an individualistic society. So it's a lot of like, what's in it for me? But when you come from a minority culture, you're probably part of a more collective society. So you're more in the what's in it for us, you know? In the black community, of course, like church is such a big part of, you know, the community. And it's like everyone's there on Sunday. It's a big part of like how you're thinking about yourself. So then to detach yourself and then women on top of that are really placed in that space of yours, you know, the traits are you're nurturing, you're kind, you're like, you know, you have to be likable, you know, all of those things are come up for you. So when we look at the way that corporate also has it, right, like who have been the leaders for the last, you know, hundreds of years, it's been men, it's been white men that are Mm -hmm. leading and are in leadership. So they aren't thinking necessarily the way that a woman of color, a person of color, what their demands are, what their natural inclinations are. And so when you have something like that and only in the recent time is it slowly moving over to seek diversity. It takes time for someone to really look at their what I call intermediate thoughts. And so this is part of when you're doing thought work, you know, your intermediate thoughts are actually the rules that you have placed for yourself of only if X happens, then I am worthy. Only if Y mm-hmm. happens, then I deserve this. And so what mm-hmm. happens is you're constantly looking to please others because that's maybe the community grew up in as well of like, you know, if I if I separate myself and I look at myself as me, that's selfish. That's not, you know, I'm not worthy of that right now because I'm not thinking about everybody else. And so for me to think about myself is selfish. Or when you're mm-hmm. in corporate, you know, you there is a certain way that you have to function in corporate. And I always say that, you know, if you're functioning corporate, you're more than likely a people pleaser and you are, you know, and there's a lot of um, the passive aggressive culture that succeeds in corporate. So Uh when you're used to that type of culture, it becomes very hard to separate yourself from it because that was what was defined as success for so long.
0: Yeah, and I like you, you touched on if I do x then yeah. you know y should happen or the next thing should happen. I feel like one of the biggest things or even the possibilities and negative possibilities that people kind of build up in their head, especially again, you know, with me doing the organic marketing and video coaching, it's like, well, if I show up and my hair doesn't look a certain way, or if I don't sound a certain way, or I don't come off as likable or relatable, I've heard relatable so many times, if I don't come off as, you know, this, or I see this one person, they're very popular, I don't have that kind of personality. So people aren't going to like or respond to me the same way. People are automatically kind of telling a story, giving themselves a story. Mm -hmm. And then that story now has become reality for them. And so the whole point of this episode, like the title is really going to get people. So you talk about like ego and heart and building confidence. I'm really curious about how you feel like, our egos plays a role in how we show up so that we don't come off a certain way. Or if if I do show up as myself and I don't get the kind of response that I thought I should get, like I mm-hmm. thought I should get 100,000 views on my video. Yeah. And it's, you know, I shouldn't I should have done this thing and I would have gotten a better result. How do we start to reframe people's mindsets around what it really means?
1: Yeah. So, actually, you know, you touched on that piece about, you know, if I'm not relatable, if I'm not, you know, showing up in a certain way, my hair's not done in this way. Well, one of the things is that our brains, our minds don't actually know the difference between imagination and reality. They just don't. It's what we tell them, and that becomes reality. So, if you think about it, You may have gone through an experience maybe a year ago, two years ago. When you were in that moment, in that experience, you had a certain reality about that story. As time goes on, your story starts to shift because the story is as relevant as your emotions are. And whatever you're telling your brain is what it remembers. And so when we're thinking about it from a place of like confidence and all of that, what I always say is that there are 7 billion people in this world. I can guarantee that there is someone who relates to you based off of how you are. So it doesn't matter about, you know, we were talking about this earlier. It's like being an extrovert, you know, the world has kind of curated the space of like being charismatic and being funny and being this and being that. And actually, if you uh, look at the statistics, majority of the CEOs that are focused and successful in the world are introverts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we put, too much emphasis on this being very in your face big and, and bold big and bold. bold yeah big controversial yeah exactly and, All of that. and that comes from that whole reality world right which i personally hate and i don't watch ever <laughs> and so when we talk about the whole relationship between the ego and the heart what happens is that you know so i actually say that in order to be confident you actually need an ego and the ego has gotten a really bad reputation. So, and I say it's really great marketing on someone's part that made oh. ego look really bad. <laughs> you know, you don't want to ever be in an extreme of either. So, when you are having too much ego and that's usually where it's like that insecurity comes through as more arrogant, right? But then if what you want to do is really recognize that the whole idea and the whole concept of why an ego exists is because it's there to protect you. So an ego is there to, you know, think of it like the bouncer at a club or the security guy. The ego doesn't know the difference between right or wrong, has no clue whatsoever. So there's no more moral distinction on that. What it is, is that it's there as a barrier of, is this, is information that's coming in going to hurt me? If it is, the ego's here to bounce it back off and say, nope, not welcome, not welcome. So the ego ends up becoming the enemy of self-awareness because we're not allowing feedback to come in. So when you're not feeling confident about being in front of video, you're not being, and you're not ready to take that feedback either when you shut down, it's because you've given too much power to your ego. You've given too much permission that your ego is allowed to swap things away. But when you work from a heart center and you allow, you know, giving permission to yourself and telling yourself your brain that like, Hey, you know what? It's okay for me to hear this. It's okay for me to know what I like, how I'm supposed to show up on on video based off of like who I am. Like really accepting themselves. That's where you can have your heart and your ego actually be in partnership with each other. So it's literally telling your heart and t- your heart telling your ego, and you have to say it, it's like self talk. So saying mm-hmm. it out loud and saying hey, I need to do this, it's, it's going to be helpful for my audience, for me to show up how I feel like I need to show up. And that also means like one of the things that people don't recognize is like public speaking and showing on video is a form of public speaking is the number one fear in the world and mm-hmm. the reason is, and this is what's really interesting the reason that it's a number one fear in the world is because it activates fight or flight syndrome. And the reason mm-hmm. it activates that is because if we take it back to the caveman days, when you are exposing yourself in this very vulnerable way, you, back in the caveman days, you're expecting a lion, a bear, or something to eat you. And so mm-hmm. you are p- put in this position of, I need to either run or something needs to happen. When you are. Clearly, we're not in that stage anymore of, of the world. But when you are in front of people and you know that there's going to be thousands or hundreds or whoever watching you speak about something, it activates that same level of threat. And so that's where it then activates that ego of I need to show up in a certain way. I need to do all these things correctly. And that perfectionism comes up and it imposter syndrome comes up because it doesn't, it debilitates you because what's happened is that it activates your your parasympathetic nervous system, which is a fight or flight, which has you freeze and it has all these excuses come out. So when you can actually self-talk and tell your brain that, hey, instead of switching it from, I'm really scared, I'm nervous, I don't know, to telling your brain, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to share this information. Your brain, again, I mean, it's it's crazy, Larry. Our brains are so intelligent, but yet they're so foolish. Literally anything you, you tell them, so they believe coaching.
0: it. Yeah, you have to coach your brain so much. You have ridiculous. to coach your brain.
1: And so in that, right, so when you actually tell your brain that I am so excited for today's video, I am so excited to share this information, your body actually listens to that and switches it from nervousness and from insecurity to confidence and excitement. Because like your that. brain doesn't really understand, again, the difference between reality and imagination. So whatever you're telling your brain is what it's going to send the signal to your body to actually activate and listen and behavior.
0: I love that so much. Ooh, you you are touching on so many little nuggets of things that I think people are missing. This episode of the Revolutionary CEO podcast is brought to you by my group coaching program, Revolutionary Brand. It's a transformational coaching program for service-based entrepreneurs and coaches who are ready to build and leverage brand visibility using video content to attract and enroll premium clients and sell your high ticket programs and services for $1,500 or more in the next 90 days without complicated marketing funnels or being great at sales. I created this program specifically because I know that you've probably been offering discounts to try to entice more clients to close. You're creating freebies and posting content so frequently, even though you don't have the time, you've been rebranding to try to make your business look better. You've been customizing your offers and lowering your prices and you're over all of that. This program was crafted to help you to repackage and relaunch your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem you can solve so you can confidently articulate your value and close sales needed to hit your monthly income goals. It's going to help you map out and plan all of your strategic video content. You'll need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to paying full price for your service. And you'll learn how to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale Before your sales conversation even has to happen. So make sure you go to revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application and book your compatibility call. The reason that mindset coaching is so big in the online space is because we have a lot of things coming at us a lot of comparison we're seeing people share their wins every single day and it makes you feel like Uh well everyone is winning except me and then that hits at your now your confidence is shot because well I I literally just did a post today and I said you are so sad looking at this person you're comparing yourself to this person who had a fifty thousand dollar day and all you're trying to do is have a fifty thousand dollar year and Mm -hmm. so for you it feels like I can't charge what I need to charge because I'm not at that level as that person. If I'm not having a $50,000 a day, then how dare I charge this price? But the reality is I need everybody to focus on facts. And if we can also tell our brain to focus on facts, like the fact is I've, I've come a long way. I've learned a lot. I'm actually an expert So many of my clients are experts. They'll be like, oh yeah, I've been working in corporate for 10 years. I'm like, and then you came to online business. Did did that 10 years of experience go away? Or just because you started an online business doesn't magically disappear. It doesn't. If you were to go and apply for a job right now, you would get a big salary, but you think you should come online. And because this is a new business, Mm-hmm. not new intelligence not new expertise but a new business you now feel like you have to start from scratch and that is just something you've told yourself
1: and exactly. now you and now it's
0: your reality so you said you need people need to you kind of said you said the phrase like reset your heart so that yeah. you know focus, can you give people like some, some tips or some things or some mantras or some things that they can start saying to themselves so that they can, when they catch themselves starting to like let that brain kind of control or like let their, whatever you said earlier, I don't want to mess it up, but let, like letting that, that bodyguard kind of block things that should yep. be blocked. How can they catch themselves and reset in that moment.
1: So, you know, first I want to touch on when you were talking about that whole, like you're seeing all these like 50,000 days happening. What they're also not telling you is how many people they've hired to help them get that. How many times, like, you know, you have contractors, you have vendors, they may be doing Instagram ads, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that 50,000 a day is actually coming at profit for maybe 15,000. Exactly. You have no idea. And that is, I, I've been actually seeing this a lot on the online space where people are really coming out and talking about like, Hey, we need to be more, po- more honest and transparent. If we're going to share numbers, share it, share the full picture, because otherwise yeah. it's really toxic positivity, right? Yeah. It's this, And it's creating that imposter syndrome. So You know, and that is something I also felt like I left corporate after and and nonprofit and all of that after ten years. And I came into the the entrepreneur space and I remember feeling like, oh wow, well I've only been in this for six months. I've only and I'm like, wait a second. I may have only been in entrepreneurship for maybe six months at that time or a year now, three years, whatever. But what Like the reason I left that world is because I have this nugget of expertise or this nugget of, you know, information that I know that I'm just passionate about and I can share and I'm building a business around that, you know? And so it's really removing that piece. So a couple of things, you know, when you're in that space of really wondering like, well, you know, it's only been... Six months since I've been in entrepreneurship, or like, oh, I'm not hitting those numbers, so I can't charge those things. You know, again, it goes back to flipping that script. And it goes back to that thing that I said earlier of like, when you think of it from, I've only been here for six months, so I can't charge that, and change that sentence to, I bring 10 years of experience, and my value is. You know, so that is why I can charge this amount. So Uh when you switch it from, you know, what you are experiencing that where it's like, I must have this to create this outcome. And Uh you actually put the outcome first. And you say that, like, I bring this kind of value. I deserve this. I am this. I am proud of my achievements. When we focus on those pieces, the other part of it is I tell my clients all the time is that, you know... We talk about celebrating wins all the time. The chances are most people don't actually take the time to do that, but it is so critical because again, if you want to change the neuro pathways in your brain, if you want to shift away from feeling this overwhelm of imposter syndrome and this overwhelm of anxiety that comes with showing up online or anything, what you have to start doing is practicing celebrating those wins and you know, it actually, it's research has shown that if you do this consistently, it's like going to the gym. If you consistently do this, it's a muscle that you're working. And within six weeks, you actually see a shift in the person from going from this place of debilitative imposter syndrome to complete confidence. I love and that. so by, and it can be very simple. The one thing that I always say to people though, people think like, oh, well, gratitude means I had a great hair day. No, that's not what we're going to focus on. If you want to have gratitude that actually makes a fundamental shift in the way that you see yourself, you have to do it about something internal. So that means that today I believed in myself and I was able to set that healthy boundary that I never was able to do before. That Mm -hmm. is a win. You know, today I was able to speak up and recorded a video for four minutes when before I, and it took me. 20 minutes to do it when normally it would have taken me two hours to record that one video. Mm -hmm. That is a win. So what you're doing is you're building up on recognizing how your behavior is shifting and it's really internal and not looking at these superficial things.
0: Ooh, I love that. And one of the things that actually really stood out to me that you said is Having someone focus on okay, I I actually have ten years of experience in corporate, which is why Mm -hmm. I can charge what I need to charge, even though I've only started this business six months ago. Like that is like a positive reframe that everyone needs to hear because it's like we forget it's not it's not that it's like I have this you know I've only been in business so because of that it's. Despite right. the fact that I've only been in business for 6 months I'm still allowed to charge because of the fact I and like that, I just need people to think about facts like the fact is you right. did not just start you are not brand new to anything except being an entrepreneur which is not a job title
1: <laughs> Exactly and one thing even with what you said I want to just shift it a little bit is that you want to remove the words like despite you want to remove mm-hmm. the things like the when you say things. the negative things like I should things. do it right. Right. the shitting yeah. and the shaming of shitting needs to stop right and yep. so just going into it saying like i have i bring 10 years of experience in you know in video editing and because of that i believe that the value i add is this and so this is what my investment is if you want to work with me mm-hmm. so we're even taking out the part of like even though i've only been in business for 6 months because what happens is if you're ending with that, even though we're, you know, then your confidence starts to go, your brain starts to recognize like, oh, wait a second. But even I have though,
0: only been in business for six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know?
1: And yeah. so that's where it's actually just really saying the, the value piece and leaving it that. And that's, what's really hard. It's removing the, but it's removing the just it's removing the should it's removing the must all of those words.
0: I love that. I need to make a list of these words that Mm -hmm. I feel like people hear so commonly. If there was one thing that you can leave the people listening with so that they can start to truly build confidence in themselves as leaders, as experts, as someone who has value, what would you say? Because I know you work with a lot of clients who are kind of starting from scratch or kind of reframing or coming from trauma or just situations where they were made to feel like they you know didn't hold as much value yeah to break down their confidence what would you leave them with to kind of
1: I always say to my clients and to anyone that one of the hardest pieces is actually when when you're used to not celebrating yourself when you're used to always looking at even for someone who says well I'm really into growth development, what happens is that when someone's really into growth and personal growth, they're continuously focusing on what else do I need to work on myself? Mm-hmm. And they don't take a moment to pause and look at what they've achieved. And so, again, going back to celebrating those wins. And what I mean by that is when you're setting goals, set realistic goals for yourself. You know, look at where you are today. What is it that you've achieved? What New skills have you learned out of that, right? Like, as you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly learning something new, you're developing. So, what is it that you're learning about yourself? What is it that you're learning? about this piece and how does that make you feel? And celebrate that moment, flip that script to I deserve, I am value and work on that every day. And I can guarantee you, you will see your confidence shift into a positive place. You will be able to tell your ego, Hey, you need to take a backseat right now. I need to just be here from my heart center.
0: i now I have a follow-up. I'm a coach. (laughs) So, you know, I'm a coach and I, I work with a lot of women in my coaching program and they'll feel really confident as they're learning the new marketing strategy and they're feeling clarity on their offer and how to talk about it and then when it comes time to launch it that that doubt starts to creep back in. So what can coaches do? Like I have a Facebook community for them. Should I prompt them once a week or have them journal to remind themselves of the wins that they have? I always say, hey, share your wins, big or small. It doesn't matter. And I'll give them examples. But is that something that coaches should be doing to kind of help their clients? I know at some point people really just genuinely need a mindset coach. Um, I took mindset, like a mindset training for coaches to definitely be able to observe when you need to step Mm -hmm. in and kind of help people. But from your perspective, what should a coach do to encourage their clients to focus on positivity? So I gave two examples of possible things, but what do you think?
1: I actually think also celebrating failures. I think that when, you know, there's a place where someone's like, oh my gosh, like I did this, but I don't think I did it well, be like, fantastic great. Let's see what we can learn from that moment. What happens is that because we're celebrating wins so much, we forget that failures are such a great space for us to really identify what worked, what didn't work, what do we need to tweak, but also just recognizing like, hey, you tried. That's a win. You did this for the first time. Now let's talk about for the second time what you're going to do. Wow. I can't believe what the shift that happened from the first time to the second time. So even celebrating failures and looking at it from a place of not like, oh my God, I can't believe I made this mistake. Now this launch is going to fail because what happens is we go into this all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. And so for coaches to really be there for their clients to really help. And when you start seeing that all or nothing thinking happening, like, oh my God, I failed on this one thing. So now my whole launch is destroyed helping them bring it back to that piece of like, hey, that was a fantastic mistake because guess what you learned out of that? And then helping them see like, oh yeah, I did get that. Oh, okay, so now I can do this next time hmm
0: Yeah, I have a process in that I learned even just from my coach, just from her process. I said, oh, that's a great process to add. I have my clients in Revolutionary Brand go through a launch, and then we do a debrief. And mm-hmm. the debrief conversation, I go through all their video content, and I'm like, hey, these titles are fantastic. Here are some things that you missed. You know what we can do the next time, and then we'll re-strategize how they can approach literally the same exact topic from just a slightly different angle. And they're, the way that they light up hearing man, you know, I really did go for it and I have some room to grow, but I now know exactly where I can grow. And I see that it's possible that it can get better. Even hearing them say, oh, I feel like I messed up. You recognized on your own, which meant you actually learned and retained what I taught you. You're just trying to learn how to implement it now. Right. That's a great step. The great step to me is recognizing when something didn't go as well as intended and you can recognize where where there was a gap. That means that you're growing too as a person, as an expert, as someone who's now a marketing manager that you didn't know you needed to be.
1: (laughs) Right. And it really starts with that awareness, right? mm -hmm. Like it's really awareness is that number one step. And then from there, it's what are you going to do about it? But like having that awareness is really tough. So if they're getting to that piece, that's really huge.
0: I love that. Well, I need you to tell people where can they find you. How can they work with you? Because you are excellent. (laughs) You already made me feel more like I'm like. I need to remove some of this vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) So where can we find you? (laughs) There's
1: so much power in the words that we use, and I don't think we realize it as much. But yes, so you can find me on Instagram. My name Pyle Berry. So. Find me there, leadership mindset coach. And actually I'm really excited. So I do a six month mindset coaching program Mm -hmm. and it's actually the next one is starting in October. So what I'm really excited about it is in this program, you know, everyone really gets to learn about how to shift those, the word, their power of words, really recognize their self-awareness and not just like basic self-awareness, but really getting deep into like strengthening their core and strengthening how they see themselves, shifting the narrative. We actually do a lot of narrative work in this and really identifying how do you want to even speak about yourself? What is your story? And then it goes into really knowing how to establish relationships and building empathy and knowing how to use your empathy to be able to like strengthen your relationship with your clients know how to have difficult conversations know how to you know public speak actually it we do all of that work in this program you're there with like-minded women i keep it very small because not only do you have like these modules that you go through biweekly coaching, but you actually get one-on-one coaching with me in the program. So while you're doing the group coaching, you have your aha moments, and then we go deeper in the one-on-one. And I actually give everyone the leadership emotional intelligence assessment, and we do a 90-minute debrief individually around that. And there's one extra thing that I've done, which I'm so excited about. One of the things that's a really big value of mine, and this is actually what I teach in the program as well, is how to incorporate your values into your business. And one of my biggest values, having started from nonprofit is how to give back and help other unapologetic women rise above their situations. So I've partnered with five different nonprofit organizations that empower women, everything from domestic violence to helping women rise up again after incarceration to refugee women. And collectively the entire cohort gets to choose, they get to choose, not me, Out of those five nonprofits, which nonprofit they want to donate 5% of the unapologetic woman revenue? And so. Yeah. And then on a quarterly basis, the nonprofit will continue to share not only where the money has gone, but who it's impacted, what the results are. And they get to know that as they're investing in their mindset and their confidence, they're empowering other women around their community to also invest in their confidence.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Well, all of the links to everything will be in the show notes of this episode. So if you know in admit it if you mindset is super duper important we have been thrown into a space where we were employees and someone else was taking on the brunt of a lot of this stress on the top end of things in addition to our departments and now we're all of the departments so we all need that kind of support in addition to therapy mindset is very important for an entrepreneur so i am so grateful for you being on this episode and i'll see you all next time thank you If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Latisha. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.